Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Aloha, listeners. This is Julianne. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you will know our guest for this episode. Melissa Sanova is first and foremost a badass of tarot. She's been slinging cards for over 30 years. Her first book from Llewellyn Press Kitchen Table Tarot is a must read for noobs and experts alike. This is her third time on the podcast because we love her so much. Did I mention she's a badass? And we are celebrating the publication of her new book, Tarot Elements, Five Readings to Reset Your Life. So just get it. That's all I'm saying. Just get it. You can connect with her on the Instagrams or on her website, melissasanova.com. And here is my conversation with Melissa. And yes, we swear a whole fucking lot. Ring. May I speak with Melissa? Speaking. Hello. I'm so <laughs> glad you answer your own phone still. One day I'm going to call you and you'll have people and I'll be like, oh my God. And I'll be like, Done it. what was her name again? I'm sorry. Juliet something. I don't know. You know each other from where? Um, she's a friend of Beyonce. That's exactly. Exactly. Beyonce, so. We decided, my public, publicity guy at Llewellyn and I decided that I'm going to hang out with Ellen. Like that's our manifesting goal. Is oh, that, I saw that. I saw yeah. you mentioned something on the Instagram. That we're going to hang out with Ellen and I get to give her a reading. It's going to be great. Because she totally, and the day we said that, on her talk show, she said, I go see a psychic. And I was like, it's a sign clearly that me and Ellen need to hang out and be bros. Make so, it happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. Ellen, give me a call. And at that I'm point, out there. you won't be answering my text messages anymore. It's fine. No. I'll know. I'll know when you, when, on Ellen. I have to do this thing where I swap friends in and out. So Ellen and Portia can come in and I've got to bump you and somebody else. So it's like, okay, it's, you know, I guess if I'm going to be bumped, <laughs> I'd rather be bumped for Portia. I think okay. that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like their dog or something. Yeah. All right. So Hi. fancy pants. Hi. <laughs> you, uh, um, as of this podcast are our most frequent <gasps> guest. It, well, I love you, but but you were gonna get a card, a little punch card. Oh, right on. We're gonna get to four because this is number three. So we okay. have a hat, a hat trick, as they say in sports, of podcast mm-hmm. guests. Because you're fucking awesome. I did it. I swore the first time. I'm breaking the seal. <gasps> that never happens. I always swear first. We're breaking all sorts of protocol. I did I it like on it. purpose. I was like, I'm I'm doing this first. So just so everybody who's listening knows, um, we swear like sailors. So much. sometimes on purpose, most of the time, just out of habit. Yeah. Uh, so swearing will happen and swearing in tarot and most specifically your new book, my new book, your new book. So I have to say like, uh-huh. and this is absolutely first world problems, you know? Okay. So I've read this book. It's called tarot elements, five readings to reset your life mm-hmm. because they wouldn't let me call it five readings to unfuck your life. But oh, it's such a good, I time. know but I've read it now approximately eight times from front to back, mm-hmm. uh, including edits, including line edits where you literally go through and say strike comma. This has a typo. There are too many spaces between these words. Right. And I am so completely sick of this book right now. 
But the good thing is I'm getting really excited talking to people about it because they're getting excited about it. So I'm over the book, but I'm totally into everybody else digging it, if that makes any sense. It's very emotional. It, it's very roller coastery. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It ha- you know what? That, that happens with all authors, but also any, anything that you put such a, a long, you know, both a length and a br- uh, depth of, of energy into that. There is a certain point where the, the brain just goes, ah, I can't yeah. look at this anymore, you know? And but, a lot know, of, Oh, I'm sorry, honey. No, if you eat your favorite dish over and over, you're not going to, you're going to have to be, it's going to have to go away for a little bit. Yeah. I got to fall back in love with it. And it's working. Like talking to my friends about it is totally working. Um, And what you said about investing your time and energy. I I wrote this, most of this book in 2017, which was the worst year of my entire life personally. And um, I found later that I'd accidentally written a self-help book, a new age self-help book. That wasn't my intention. My intention uh, of the book, it's basically five readings that can target each part of your life so that you can make it more simple, right? So there's earth reading for your home and water for your emotions and fire for your body and earth, air, fire, water for your soul and uh, or your emotions and then uh, soul for your spirit. So there's five readings, right? And I think I said one of them twice, but whatever. Um, and earth, I, air, water, fire, spirit. Yeah. Exactly. And the the point of them is so that you can look at like the, the water reading is not about finding a person, right? Um, because most of the time when people call me and they say stuff like, am I going to die alone? And our cat's going to eat my face, right? I love that. What they really mean is, what is it about me that needs a partner to be happy? Like, that's what I find in the readings that I've given. It's not so much a flailing around, you know, where's my knight in shining armor? Why can't I find my person? It's a, why is it so hard to be alone? And why do I keep confusing lonely with alone? Because it's two different things. So what I find when I do the readings is that a lot of the times it's stuff that people told you about yourself that you totally bought into because you're not good enough because you're fat, because whatever. And it, it digs in that it, it digs into our emotions. It digs into that skin that we carry around ourselves and we carry it with us. And these readings help pull that shit off. So we, we look and say, what are the, you know, three things that are standing in the way right now? What can I get rid of right now that will help me get closer to my goal of being okay with myself emotionally? And what two things do I already have in my life that can, can get me there faster and healthier? you know, and what is one thing I need to lose? Seriously, guys, mommy's working. Um, what is the thing I need to lose in my life to make, to get me closer to who I want to be? Right. So each of the readings are super simple. Um, the most complicated one is the spirit because you tell somebody how, how to have a new spiritual life. Why don't you? With the it's tricky. It's tricky shit is what I'm saying, but they're very simple because I wanted to take all of the confusion out of a very confusing situation. If you're not happy at your job, right? And your job where you spend 40 plus hours a week, more than you spend with your partner, more than you spend at home with your cat, right? If you're not happy there, what's the point? It's, it's miserable. It can ruin your whole life, literally. And so the air reading talks about that. What do I do? Or if you're not, you know, you don't like your house and you don't feel comfortable. Um, I've had feelings like that before where I've had like, 
a really crappy roommate or um, it just, the house didn't feel like home to me. And I, you know, had to fix that and figure it out. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's all about that. Finding the, the, the seed of the problem in each part of your life so that you can be happier and more authentic and all of that and all of that i have a bunch of questions having gone <laughs> okay now i got the early early draft which yes. didn't have as much of the cool illustrations and things like right that. right so it was good because i can concentrate on the text but also i'm a very visual person so i was all like oh, where's my picture right so that being said my my questions well actually let me, let me do this first for the listeners just get the goddamn book just pick it up <laughs> And, and I, I don't, I wanted, I'm saying this now because I don't want to forget seeing it later. Cause you know, I are just going to go jib jab, right, but like, we do. like, and I, I, I mean this, like no one's paying anybody to say this or have you on the show. Um, and none of that's happening. It's really just like, whether you're a really experienced reader or you're just mildly interested in this stuff, this book is incredibly helpful for both an overview and a real focus. Cause I think when we hit the shit, right? We, we need help, right? And sometimes that help is, can only come to ourselves by ourselves, right? And, and then some of it is always in relationship with, with other people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes one has to lead us to the other, like the friend leads you back to yourself. These readings, these, the way you've taken them in this really lovely elemental kind of way are a great go-to that will that actually works in both directions in your relationship to yourself and in your relationship to, to others in the world around you. So just get the goddamn book. Um, and it, I love it too, because it's easy to read because it's like talking to you, but something that I find really, really useful is for the experienced people out there, people who've been working with tarot, maybe they're a tarot reader themselves. You have some really lovely, well laid out go-to ways to work with your clients as well, because you can get, like that first, like they tell you what their issues are or whatever, you can use your book as a, okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's work with this right here. Yeah. And, and they can find their, uh, their fulcrum points. Um, and some of it's super simple. And you have a, you I was reading the part about the bracket where yes. you're, you don't know which reading to do. And I'm all right. like, well, that's hard. Oh my God. It is. So, it, is. it is. I remember so, it being hard. Should I tell the story of how the, how the readings came to be? Because that kind of, yeah, I was worried that you're a little tired of talking about that part. No, so I think it's gonna... really important. And, um, I actually haven't seen this client for like five years cause she's fine and you know, we're good. So I don't feel like, I mean, she gave me permission to write the book about her. She, you know, and I've made everything. Her name is Jane Doe, if you can imagine, uh, what are the odds, but I've made everything completely, you know, um, secret and quiet, but you know, she, I came to see her and I've changed the circumstances too, but the gravity of what happened to this woman all in six months or so cannot be overstated. So she is getting divorced because her husband cheated on her. Her kid was in rehab. He's in his early twenties. Both of her parents died three months apart from each other. And then on the way home from signing her divorce paper, she got in a car accident and became disabled. And somewhere in the middle of there, she lost her job. Uh. Six months. All of this happened in six months. So when she called me, she's like, I ran out of friends. I, cause I don't want to call them anymore. Cause every time I call them, something else shitty happened. And I'm like the grim reaper of, of friends. And, um, 
yeah so she called me and she said can you please fix my life and i'm like well fuck no i can't that's a big that's a big question can you fix my life and i said no honey i'm sorry i can't and i kind of gave her a little like soothing reading if you know what i mean like everything's gonna work out just hold the faith like completely fucking useless is what the reading was Mm. and then i couldn't stop thinking about her and I had this weird little hallucinatory thing with my necklace, my pentacle necklace that I wear, where I saw it break apart into elements and then come back together. And I went, I can help you. And like called her, which how many, like, I don't call clients because that freaks people out. <laughs> I, two things I don't do. I don't call my clients and I don't tell people, Hey, I had a dream about you last night because those two things freak people out. You don't want your tarot yeah. reader just calling you out of the blue. So I called her and I was like, listen, I think if we break each of these things down into a part, then I can help you with each of those parts, but you have to do the work. Are you down? And she's like, yep, I'm down. So we worked on this for like six months on how the readings would work out and what we would do first. And the finding what you're going to do first is really hard. And for her, it was her home. You know, it was because she was living in a shitty little apartment because it was wheelchair accessible and she hated it and she was miserable. And she's a very like artistic beauty affects her in a great way. And the smells do. And she was living in a stinky, shitty apartment. So the first thing she needed to do was find an accessible apartment. And um, I'm like, so how are you going to do that? So then the work began. I'm like, you have to contact a real estate agent who knows about, you know, specialized housing for people with disabilities. And do you want to buy or do you want to rent? And, 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 you know, we, we made a plan. We made a map based on what her reading came out to be. And turns out like one of the things um, for the stuff that you already have was the three of cups. I'm like, you have a friend who's a realtor. She's like, yeah, I didn't want to bug her. I'm like, sis, come on now. You know, this is the time to bug your friends. Right. And, um, and so that, that happened really quickly. She was in a house that she loved, you know, we figured it out. We got people to help, you know, she did all of the work herself. I can't overstate that enough. I, I gave her the reading and said, here's what you need to do. And then she checked all the boxes and did all the things. And then the next thing she wanted to do was um, her emotional self because she was fucking broken. She was down. And so we found her a good counselor that was a dude because she'd been seeing a lady, but she didn't have a good chemistry with women. And she really trusted men. So, you know, that came up in her reading. King of Pentacles came, came up. And I was like, you need to drop this chick and find a dude because you have better energy. And turned out her and her dad were really close. Mm. So like that kind of stuff came up in the readings and it took a long time um, to do them. It took, uh, for me, for my part was about six months, but for her part, it just went on because she would start the program, feel comfortable and then do another one, you know? And, and she fixed her life. She fixed her whole fucking life. I had very little to do with it. And so I was like, trying to figure out what ne- what book to write next you know and I was tooling around ideas in my head and she um emailed me and said I'm still fine <laughs> you know because she, she emails and lets me know how she's doing because I worry <clears throat> and I was like I should write a book about I could write a book about that and then I just like texted Barbara Moore and freaked out on her and scared her on the phone so that's how that happened that's how the book got bored so <laughs> And it's, and it's a great, I mean, man, la, 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 it's a great book. Um, it's super helpful. Felt helpful. Um, I do a really, really limited amount of readings mm-hmm. um, for people. And we're doing them for people who become patrons or as surprise gifts to 
random patrons and things like that. And the one thing, because I hadn't done it for a while, but I felt like the space is, oh, this is a good space for me to be doing this. And the, um, where I went with it, your, yours are so nicely comprehensive. I, from my training, using archetypes and things like mm -hmm. that, um, the, if you just, getting the question down to its little bumper sticker is really, really hard. That process is really important. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And that each, the, what was the word? Carolyn Mace taught this. She's like, you know, when you, you just have this one point, it's the hologram, right? So it's going to contain all of the other stuff. So if you're really worried about this, that question is also contained in these other questions. So mm -hmm. when you get to it, just work with that. Just if you keep it simple and you're not getting your mind off into other spaces, like, oh, great, I've got my home worked out now, blah, blah, blah. No, right. if you're authentically working on the one thing, other things start to sort of resolve themselves. Yeah, they or self-correct. If they self-correct or they present a clearer path mm -hmm. that is enabled by the one point. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated your book because it's got some great complexity. You've got this, like, I don't know which one to do kind of first. Mm -hmm. And I see that as being a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. That, that like, ah, you know, you're in, you're in panic kind of like well, up here mode. So like for me, I had, um, in 2017, I got laid off three times, which was scary enough because I have two kids and, you know, I need my day job, right? Insurance is nice. And then my grandmother, my grandpa, and my favorite uncle died um, all within three months of each other. And I was like, I have no fucking clue what to do because I was in a constant state of panic and fear and I was ter grieving terribly and I couldn't find my solid ground. I couldn't figure out where safe was i knew every time i started to raise my energy up i'd get knocked down again so i learned really quickly just keep my energy down and stay on the couch and cry a lot like that's where i was at emotionally mm. and i started doing these readings on myself because i was writing the book and i had to like you know blow my nose and and do the work and and they helped me just not get better they didn't help me get better they helped me figure out where i was and now that i know where i am and i know how I'm standing, it's really hard to knock down somebody who knows where they're standing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for each of these readings, if I were to say the core of like, why would you do this? It's just, you can't get knocked down as easily, you know? And there are times, like, I think with grief, I think that it, people frame our lives and experiences frame our lives. So if I have a solid job and I'm getting a good salary and my two grandparents who helped raise me and my uncle who stepped in when my dad and I couldn't talk, they're part of the framework of my life. And when all of that disappears, my life collapses. Mm. That's what life happens. That's what happens when you love people and they, and they go away. Yeah. Or when you get scared, your life collapses. And none of these readings helped me because it didn't change my life. My uncles didn't come back. I still had to find a different job. It was still hard, but I knew who I was. And I knew that I getting laid off three times in a, in a year really sucks and hits you right in the old self-esteem. But I was able to see that none of those positions were the right ones and that I'm now exactly where I need to be. Like the universe was positioning me like a knight on a chessboard, you know? And I was able to see that and take some of that shame and, you know, 
nobody likes to be told that they're not wanted. That's gross. But I, I was able to push some of that grossness back and say, you know, that's not fucking about me. None of these things are about me. I was in the wrong yeah. place. And I was able to honor my, my family who passed by, by swimming around in that grief until it was done with me. You know, it's not entirely done, but it's, it gave me some distance to see where I was and, and what I could do and what tools I had that I wasn't looking at. Because some, it's like you and I were talking about earlier, we have to be careful with what we say because words have power. They're called spells for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And yet you and I are really likely to say stupid shit and bring it into our lives because we don't think about it. Because, you know, having magic and being spiritual is, becomes like furniture. And if you don't use it all the time or think about it all the time, it doesn't come up. So during these times when I was broken, I forgot that I was a witch. I forgot that I have magic. I forgot that I can speak to my ancestors and I have that gift. I just forgot because I was too sad. So these readings helped me remember who I was. And in doing so, made all of the horrible shit that was happening tolerable. Not great, but I was okay. Before I wasn't okay. Afterwards, I was okay. You know? Yeah. There's some fucking blood in this book. I'll tell you what. There are blood and tears and some snot in this book. There's a lot of me in this book. So, well, I kind of like to think that uh, that's what makes it awesome. Well, yeah. It's, you know, and I, um, one of my friends was like, it's, you know, there are a lot of examples. And, and then there are. And if you get the reading right away, the examples get kind of boring. Um, but I wanted even people who had just picked up their tarot decks to have a very clear idea of how to do because it's complicated this is heavy shit we're talking about your life this is not like you know just so and so like me like me like this is not that this is who right. am i right so i put lots and lots of examples in it because i didn't want new folks to the cards to back away from this book so i i threw like i think there are two examples per reading um and and each of them is extremely detailed because i wanted you know, I wanted everybody to be on the same level and be able to help themselves, you know, with the same, same kind of confidence. So, but I'm really excited about it. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it now because I'm talking to you, but yesterday I was like, oh God, I have to talk about my book again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the level of detail. And again, I didn't get the one with the pictures. I need to get a copy. Hint, hint. Um, uh, I, you're on my that list. I can, that I can hold in my hand. Um, but that level of detail is really it's really important for the noob as well as somebody who's maybe like, mm, I don't know. Oh, right, right, right. I, I love the, I always read the examples when I get a deck or a new app or something like that. I always look through the examples Yeah. Um, that, you know, and then, then I throw them away, but um, I, just because it's like, because you need a framework, you know, well, there's a, and there's a couple if you're, if you're coming to any, I don't know, divination or whatever, there, you know, the, the simpler that you can make it, the clearer you can get, the, the more you'll be able to kind of work with it. But mm -hmm. the, you know, getting distracted by what the textbook definition is versus what, um, why are you attracted to this? So there's mm -hmm. certain decks, like just yesterday, I was working with somebody for me, um, and I, I just picked the, the, and they weren't tarot cards, they were like these Buddhist deck, but I was like, why do I like this? Why do I like this particular image of this Buddha? And it was brilliant. I, I found myself saying exactly 
what I needed to hear and a reference to a film that I was like, oh, I need to go back and watch that. That's a story, yeah. right? Because everything's story. All of it yeah. is narratives that are coming up. And I was, I was partially because I've been soaking in this work for a long time, but I was just like, you know what? I didn't need a book or a guidebook or anything on it. I saw this image of the Buddha. It looked like Forrest Whitaker. It was the movie Ghost Dog. And I'm oh, like, oh, I haven't seen oh. that as good. Oh, it's it's old. It's a good probably twenty years old now. But Ghost Dog, the way okay, I'm writing it now. Way of the Warrior. I believe it's Jim Jarmish who I like as a director. Okay. But um, yeah, so that one came up, and the flood of archetypes and what that story was about was. I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't need to get complicated on this. I needed to be free enough, have a witness, and be like, oh, that is rich. Like yeah. I can I can basically work with what's here for a long time and i also know i'm going to share this with somebody and i didn't realize i'd share it today but yeah that was me thanks thanks yeah. for that i appreciate it the image I, of the buddha that looked like forrest whitaker in blue you know whatever. and i think that okay so i've been doing tarot readings for people for 30 years and i've been doing them professionally for 15 or so well like professionally like i did it before that but it was for like beer and pot money so i don't know if it counted yeah. but what I found to be absolutely 100% capital T true in all of the readings that I've done is that um, what you get out of a reading is more important than what I give you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I, um, if I have like an experience and I tell a person, this is the thing you need to focus on in these cards and they look at the cards um, and they get it. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This looks like an auntie that I had when I was a kid who always told me X, Y, and Z. That's mm -hmm. more important than what I just said. Yeah. 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 There's, there's always an, some kind of al alchemical process that happens because there, again, it goes back to that. There's a relationship. You're, mm -hmm. you're sacred, sacred witnesses for each other. And you can do a reading alone and do all of that, but there is something that happens. Even if, let's just say it's, it's, whatever just a a non-expert reader or something like that you're getting a reading from there is something that there's something that can potentially happen in that reading whether it's their expertise or not that something comes about that wouldn't have necessarily come about had you done it by yourself right exactly you know, we have energies that we're trading or we have whatever and so something you get something out of it yeah and, and yeah people come frequently to tarot and other systems for exactly the reasons that your book is written. Maybe they're not as dramatic um, as, you know, Jane, Jane Doe, good old Jane Doe, her, or what happened with her. I mean, that's just like a, um, you know, like the perfect storm of yeah. shit in life. So it people will come, up, you know, right? Who the right, hell we all? Oh, yeah, I know people that it's, that's happened to you, but not that specific, but like, and I've had stuff that's like, really, it's like rope-a-dope issues, like shit, just like, you just feel yeah. like, oh, and then this happened, and then that happened, and yeah, um, and I've had friends who like, their father died of a heart attack suddenly, and then mom found out she had a brain tumor, and then she died, and it was like, and then they had problems with one of them lost their job, and what, and just like, Life sometimes gets you. And I've actually had a couple of clients lately who've had really intense stuff happen to them like this. And they want to know if they're cursed. And I'm like, honey, no, no, you're not. The universe is not out to get you, I promise. But sometimes 
the transformation and transitions that you and that other people have to go through are so compressed that sometimes it just happens like that. Like I didn't expect my grandmother to die two weeks after my grandpa died, right as we were finishing a funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not the kind of shit that even I can see coming. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I can see that there's hurt and upset coming and I can say, oh, my grandma's sick. And then everybody else died around her and then she died. And I'm like, what the fuck universe? Like I felt for a while, not that I was cursed, but that I had some responsibility in all of the things that were, that were happening in my life, including their deaths. Right. Maybe if I'd gone to see them more often or, you know, because we, we're all turning into God. Oh, yeah. The stories we, come up. Yeah, yeah. We all turn into God and we tell ourselves these stories and we're like, well, I could have changed the course of time or whatever. And I think what these readings do is they give you back a level of control when you feel like that. When you feel like he never would have left if I would have blah. Well, if we can look at this objectively, he's an asshole and he looks just like the last 10 assholes you dated and you're dating them because they remind you of the guy who said this to you and you've never been able to shake that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's find the root of the root. Let's find what this is about and who you are really. And then let's find if that guy actually deserves the breath coming out of your body. Cause he doesn't, cause he's a piece of shit. So, but it's, it gives you back some of that control that life snatches away from us, you know? And like I said, it didn't fix anything. I didn't unkill my grandmother. Like I, I love her so much and I'm gutted still that she's gone, but I'm okay that she's gone now. Cause she was in a lot of pain and she'd suffered for a long time. And it got me to a place where I could, say that instead of saying everything is unfair and this sucks and why me and being in a place where I can say she's she is better off she really is and not be you know so self-centered and self-focused is really helpful with dealing with that grief you know getting in a better place I guess so it's some really heavy shit man you know like like always I thought we were just going to talk about cupcake recipes, but <laughs> okay. So um, what is next for you? Your book is out. Yes. This podcast is going to be going up either on the day of or around the time your book is out. So it's March 8th, right? Yes. Very nice. Wait a minute. Yes, that makes your book a Pisces. Did you book really book want your book to be a Pisces? Really? Uh, so many feelings. <laughs> so many feelings. So many feelings. Well, uh, it's helpful for that. So are you on a book tour? Let's do the uh, whole yeah. Ellen. Yeah, let's do the thing. Okay, so Ellen let me there. let me pull it. I'm Ellen. Okay, Ellen. So listen, I'm gonna be traveling. So this is how, how fun my family is, okay? So my book's coming out in March and I'm eyeballing the calendar. And I noticed that my kids have spring break in March. And it's two weeks after the book comes out. And I'm like, hey guys, what if we took a road trip for your spring break? And then I got invited to stay with a friend in Virginia. And I was like, ooh, what if we took a road trip to Virginia? What's on the way there? So we, we're stopping in Cincinnati, Ohio, where we've never been. We got an Airbnb. We get to see my friend Shaheen Miro, uh, who did the Lunar, uh, the Lunar Lenormand's beautiful, um, and uh, hang out and get to see Cincinnati, which the pictures are beautiful. Like, I had no idea. Um, and then we're driving to Virginia to spend three days with a friend. 
um and she's got horses and dogs and goats and i'm like shit yeah and her kids are like my kids age so we're gonna bounce them off each other and then we're gonna drive up to dc just we're not doing a book signing in dc we're um we're just going to look at the cherry blossoms and go to the mall because i've never i told my husband i was like it's a goal it's a bucket list i put it on my vision board this year i will see the cherry blossoms in bloom and because i read the whole story of how the japanese gave them to us and then they all died and then they felt bad and gave us more and all that and my husband's like, literally, we're going to be an hour and a half away from there while they're blooming. So that's happening. So there's a book signing in Cincinnati, a book signing in Virginia with Maggie Stiefvater. Um, she's going to be interviewing me then. And then there's going to be a book signing in, and a class, a tarot class in Tennessee at Aroma Gregory. So all of these you can find on my Facebook. Oh, and, and I'm signing um, at, in Portland at Powell's Bookstore, Good which is- Jesus Christ. It's the, it's the bookstore. It's the bookstore. The book and my friend, Sarah Benincasa, who's also an author and is a comedian and is a funny bitch is, is interviewing me there. And then I got a book signing here uh, on the 14th at left bank books, which is like our version of Powell's. It's an indie bookstore. They're amazing. I love them more than cake. So I got Ooh. some shit going on and I'm really excited about it because my family's going to be with me for most of them. Nice. And then I get to hang out with my friends too. So this was, it seems to be a very, very like planned out book tour, but it's really just like, let's go see our friends and hang out and have fun. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. That's a good time. And then eventually they'll call you and you've got to fly to LA to be on Ellen. So right, exactly. that'll be, you know, that'll be later. Well, and I wanted to tell Ellen too, like fall is best for me because I'm traveling a lot this spring and I really need to be in LA in the fall. So if we could make that happen. Okay. That would be It's great. out there. It's out there. And if I'm pretending I'm Ellen, I'm giving everybody like a new car or something I know. like that. I just love her just so much. You know, I actually know that she saved lives when she came out. I know that to be a fact. And she was uh, the first one. People forget that. Yeah, and I think she was the first public television, you know, yeah. person to come out. And she got shut down so hard for that. And I don't know. I just I think that there are people on this planet who are bodhisattvas. I think that they're like God walking the planet in people skins. And I think that she's one of them. And I think um that the kindness that she shows people and the happiness that she shares all of that that she's here to make the world a better place period and i just kind of want to high five her not hard we'll make that happen no yeah we're yeah. totally gonna happen yeah yeah i want to like yeah. run up and hug and step on her foot and do that you know oh yeah. my god i you know i met controlled fangirling this is ridiculous this is how ridiculous i am i was at the american library association conference right and i see that cory doctorow who's an author that i adore has a new book out and i said holy shit, Corey Doctor has a new book out. I fucking love him. And he walked from behind the lady who was standing in front of me and said, you do? <laughs> it was him. I burst into tears and squatted down on the floor like there was a tornado drill. And I couldn't get my shit together. And I finally stood back up and there were tears streaming down my face. Because I, I love this guy. I love his work. I love everything. He, she's amazing. Oh my God. And I can't get it together. And my kid's like, mom, if you can wipe your nose, I'll take a picture of the two of you together if you can get yourself together. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is how I respond when I see people that I love. Is that <laughs> I apparently go into like defense mode. 
full body reaction. Oh, ugly cry. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen to me. I just get stupid. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I've never. That was ridiculous. But it makes me really happy because he thought it was funny. Oh, here's the worst part. Like, he's not related to E.L. Dr. O. They just have, right. they're both authors and they have the same last name, but he's not related. And I know that because I've been a fan of his for 800 years and I've read every article he's ever done. And I thought it would be funny in my kind of stupid head to say, uh, oh, I bet your dad's really proud of you. And he's like, he's not actually my, and I'm like, oh, I know that it was a, <laughs> so I compounded it by making a stupid joke making it worse that made no sense i just put some salt on it i was like here here's what we need is a little more uncomfortable vibe you rolled the dice it it could have worked but it didn't work it didn't work so my my prediction is that when i meet ellen i'll go into defense mode cry all over the place and then make a stupid joke you know what that makes for great television though i think she likes that (laughs) You know when they call people, like my mom watches Ellen, and I love that my mom watches Ellen. I don't really watch it. I don't really have television. But but she'll watch it, and these people who, like, they do that, and they they got the film crew at the house. Oh, yeah. The phone call, and when they're doing crazy shit like that, they just, it makes for great. You know the producers are like, yes. This is the best thing ever. Is that a snot bubble? Focus in on the snot bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Go the ugly cry. The ugly cry (laughs) is happening. Exactly. All right. Well, um, one day when, and it's funny, it just occurred to me now, we've never actually met in person, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Cause we're best friends. (laughs) I was like, I've got to come up with some crazy shit to do. Like the first, like when when we actually meet in person that I'm going to like do my fangirl, like (laughs) I got to come up with something though. You will will not know it's coming. Okay. I will go into my tornado defense mode from the fifties and you will do whatever you're doing. It needs to be at an airport so people think we're actually like super famous. We just be great. Lost it. Oh my god! Yeah, we're ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it. And I'm oh, me too. It. Me too. Me too. So and yeah. So everybody, buy the goddamn book. Buy the book. Clearly, it's uh, and and such an it's an enjoyable read. If you like this conversation, you're gonna dig this book because it really is like a friend is talking to you. It's just. No holds barred. Just kind of hear how things hear how things are, and I, and I, I'm so happy that your voice is out there in a second book, and some other authors and people who just don't. It's not what we need now in terms of help. How we're all stewarding and helping birth whatever is happening now. We need the voices that feel authentic that aren't, you know, like Lala up there, angel kind of voices. Do you know what I'm talking about? Stuff that just hits us. Turn it into sunshine and focus that sunshine. Shove it up your ass. You know, sometimes you have to be low. Yeah. Sometimes you have to hurt. Sometimes you have to wade through. I always think of grief as like a water or like ocean. And, you know, sometimes it covers your nose and you can't fucking breathe. And then the next thing you know, it's down at your ankles and you can function and go to Target without crying because you saw a picture of a cardinal that reminded you of your grandmother. Yeah, And then next thing you know, it's back up to your, right below your nose and you're about to lose it in church because there's a song that like, you can't control how the waves go in, but you can make sure that you're standing firm when they come. And then maybe they don't carry you out this time, you know? So yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't like that. There is no shadow side there. There's no darkness. Just channel it into light. You know what? Fuck you. Life is hard. 
and it's complicated. And don't tell me not to be unhappy. And don't tell me that I have to channel my shit into sunshine and happiness and rainbow farts because it's not realistic and it's not helpful and it doesn't help me at all. So yeah, I'm totally with you. I think that I'm all a fan of love and light and then dealing with your shit. It just can't all be love and light. It just can't. Yeah. That's my ass. Or having so much fear around actually have authentic feelings that are yeah. good. You know, that that's, that's not helpful. So and I'm not like, I don't talk about my feelings with strangers. She says, as she talks about one of the most painful years of her life. However, on a podcast, on a podcast that everybody's going to hear. But I think it's important in this context. I think it's important to get raw and to get real. And I can't help other people unless I'm willing to do the work too. And I can't tell people to do these readings unless I fucking did them too. And it, it sucked and it was hard and it hurt. And I did it yeah. anyway. And it's now called vulnerability. Better. You're, yeah. you're able, you're finding the strength within the vulnerability. And if someone shows up without any kind of vulnerability, it's just like, it's, it's, we have no way to connect to it. You know, it's yeah. like they're a smooth surface that nothing can stick to if they have that's absolutely beautiful. no vulnerability. That's you know? beautiful. Like, yeah. I mean, Brene Brown, I think Boom. her work, yeah, her work Boom. and her writing is so timely. And there's like, um, I call them my, my triune of blondes because Elizabeth Gilbert and Brene Brown and Cheryl Strayed, I found all of their writing when I desperately needed it in my life. Like I happened upon Cheryl Strayed stuff a while ago when I was going through a divorce and everything was gross and she was right down there with me and gross. And then I found Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic when I was writing my first book and she convinced me that fear was supposed to exist and you're not supposed to chase it away. You tell it, sit in the backseat, shut up and don't let it play with the car radio, right? And then I found Brene Brown when I was feeling busted and she was like, busted is okay, we can deal with busted. I'm like, what, really? So these beautiful women in, in their wonderful stories and their strength that doesn't look like strength, right? It's not, they're not badass Xena warriors. They're crying and sad and holding hands. And then they're being warriors after that. You know what I mean? Like you can do both and still be, I don't know. They just are amazing to me. So if you haven't read Brene Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert, Cheryl Strayed, I cannot <laughs> recommend them enough. Cannot. It's amazing. But yeah, that vulnerability is so important. And that's what they show in their writing, which is why it completely resonated. So yeah, yeah man. And so I'm kind of throwing you in that in that in that category, as it were, um, but of of people and generations kind of coming up that that we are embodying all of those truths, you know, and, and sometimes it's because we had our head, you know we got picked up by our hair and dragged around for a little while. Um, and it's sometimes yeah. that's the way you have to come to it. Um, I will accept your for everybody. Yeah. I'll accept your categorization with the, with the exception that I am not blonde, but I am brunette with purple highlights. I, I didn't really so go with a blonde. You went with a blonde. I'm like, I don't know. They, they, I just like, it amazed me because they all have similar stories and similar shapes to their life. They're not the same, but they're similar. And, um, they all they all like rang that bell right when I needed it. I'm like, I need a fucking bell, and then I find this book, and it you know that's the bell yeah. I need. So if I can be that bell for somebody, I will happily do so. I will talk about my goddamn feelings on a goddamn podcast, <laughs> and I will be fucking vulnerable, 
if I have to, <clears throat> that's fine. And I do think I do need to. I think it's important because otherwise it, this is all just rainbow farts, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not super useful for, for anybody else. It's no. just sort of an ego trip. And that's it's not what it is. And it's always so, uh, so much fun. I'm just going to put it that way. So much fun having you on the show. And our card for this year was the fucking high priestess again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But again, I can see, and this, I, I, I've been trying to do this on every show and this is only the third show of the year and I forgot to do it on the last one, but to kind of like bring in that. So you were, you know, you talked about Cheryl Strayed, um, Brene Brown and um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert. Right? There's, there is some high priestessy shit happening with them too. Yeah. It's not, you know, just simply the cold, quiet um, kind of happening there. So yeah, um, there's some stuff going on. Yeah, you don't you don't get to that seat with all of that knowledge, feeling just totally grounded by just showing up there and having yeah. it handed to you. Those scrolls that she's holding, they're tear stained motherfucking scrolls. Right. I'm just saying. I'm that you're interrupting her <laughs> for you to get to your goddamn point because she has work to do. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know. I'm not going to decry myself as a voice of the generation because that's a bit too up my own ass. However, I think that this work that I'm teaching is important. And I think that there are other places to find it. Sure. But this, if tarot is your thing, and if you really want to figure out why you keep dating the same guy in the same $800 suit, you know, this is a good way to do it. It's a good tool. I think it's helpful. So I, I will cop to being a part of one of the voices of my generation. <laughs> I just, I'm part of the chorus, man, but it's a strong chorus and it's getting stronger. Well, I'm relieved because we're both Gen Xers and there's <laughs> yeah, been a lot of whininess and, you know, yeah. Smith's listening, wow, 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 which thank you. I'm one of those, but there's something on the other side of that, right? There is. You know, there, you can't live there. there is. There is. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad there are some representing happening. And all is lovely to have you on this Always. show. You're the best ever, and I love you so much. Ah, oh, yeah, I love you so much. Right back to you. Um, so I'm sending you so much aloha to for where you are in Missouri. Aloha. Thanks for being on the show. We know you could have done something else with the last 40-ish minutes of your life. But we're so glad that you spent it with us. And we highly encourage you to connect with Melissa on Instagram. And yes, get her book. It's available at fine stores everywhere, but we highly recommend the vandalized copy available from her website, melissasanova.com. That's Sonova, C-Y-N-O-V-A. And if you're listening to this in March of 2019, look for a post on Instagram or Facebook for a chance to win a copy of the book. And big mahalos to our patrons, Sarah, Geneva, Richard, Peter, Rash, Ali, and Yvonne. Thank you. Your support makes all of this happen and you make us smile every day. The show is produced by Both End Media and the theme music is by The Lunar Group.